Welcome viewers and listeners, one and all, to episode 199 of the Nerd Stravaganza Podcast, where we are happy once again to come to you both through video and audio, and we're about to take a big bite out of the Big Apple. Before we do that, though, check us out on iTunes. Really appreciate it. You'd be some kind of a... I don't know any New York slang, but somebody from New York wouldn't like you. Yeah, be a mensch and like us on, on the iTunes. Give us the favorite reviews and so on. And uh, with that said, I guess it's time for us to kick things off in our usual style with our weekly, geekly, geekly, weekly update. And Brian, I think we'll have you go first, sir. What you been up to? I'm gonna knock you guys out, man. I uh, I went to a movie. Nice. I mean, was it? Did it start with dead and end with pool? Yeah, yeah, it did. I uh, I, I was actually pretty excited about that. I I could not wait any longer. I uh, I really don't like opening nights, so I skipped like the weekend. Like I didn't want a huge crowd, but I went to just a shitty dollar theater. Well, a shitty five dollar theater uh, around the corner. And uh, saw it on like Monday afternoon. Have you guys seen it or? I'm not. Please do not spoil it. I mean, no spoiler or anything like that. But God damn, what a good movie! Yeah, they wow. nailed it, dude. Wow. I don't even like the comics that much, and it, they they really like. We're get ready to hear a lot about Deadpool for nice. a long time. Interesting. I like Deadpool before anybody else liked Deadpool, so. <laughs> You're a hipster Deadpool fan. Right. <laughs> he's, he's I don't know, not one of my favorite comics, but he, he translated super well to uh, to film. And, and some of the stuff that they did, like, you have that, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that. Really, really good movie. I mean, again, I don't go to a lot of movies or whatever, but best Marvel movie since uh, Avengers easily. Wow, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. And that's with the campiness, with the fourth wall breaking, with all the Deadpool antics. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, the fourth wall was brilliant. The The only thing... Nah, nah, I won't even, I won't even complain about that. I was going to say, like, he did not acknowledge Stan Lee, which I guess maybe a tiny spoiler, sorry. But uh, that, that was the only thing that I thought was, like, kind of a missed opportunity. Everything else was brilliant. Sweet, man. Nice. That's that's giving me hope. If you liked it, I certainly will like it because I like most every, most all movies, and you're a much uh, more exacting critic, I guess we could say. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it when you guys see it. I'd love to know. I'd love to know what you guys think. Certainly not like a masterpiece of theater, but a great, great movie. Nice, nice. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm sure I'll have seen it by next week. And Cam, what about you? So. Uh, I definitely will have seen it by next week. Not this weekend, but by next week for sure. Okay. Cool. Cool. Brian, anything else for your update? Uh, I did attend the Renaissance Fest. I, again, don't usually do opening weeks, but it was uh, Swashbucklers and Sirens or something like that. It was the most piratey of the weekend. Yes. So I wanted to, to pick that up. And... Uh, Pretty pretty good time, you know. Manage your expectations. Don't expect a lot of people actually in character anymore. It's it's kind of like the rarity now instead of uh, what you you just get. But mm, nice weather, 
nice park, a uh, lot of cleavage, a lot, a lot, a lot of cleavage. <laughs> uh, is that standard or was it, was it cleavage weekend? No, 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 not cleavage weekend. Okay. Cleavage weekend. Uh, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I think that is three weeks from now. Happily go back. Let's do it. Ganza goes to cleavage weekend. That's our next Ganza goes. <laughs> Got to get a pavilion. If we should, we really should get a pavilion. Be cool. Or at least crash one. <laughs> Horror. I mean, no one's reserving those during this time of year. Can you? Like, so we're referring now to p- pavilions in the park outside the rent, our local Renfest, and we're wondering: Can you rent a pavilion, or are those like off limits during the Renfest? No, I, I wouldn't think they're off limits. I mean, maybe if you right around the Renfest is like the ones that you're parking at, but yeah. the rest of them, why would they close off the rest of the park? Mm, no good reason. That gives us a nice yeah. home home base. We can go back and forth from our pavilion. That would that would be really killer. And and I think like, I mean, we've discussed this before, but I'd much rather like grab like a hand barbecued hot dog than pay like seventeen fifty for a fucking wiener on a stick inside. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You shank of corn dog. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Plus, we can have our own little like. Uh, Join us at the Renfest. We'll be our encampment will be nearby, uh, and invite all of our fans who are yeah. numerous. Who are numerous? Cool, man. Sounds awesome. Anything else? That was a, that was about it. I've, I've kind of taken a break from everything else to uh, clean because you're you're right about those tools. They do pile up. Mm. Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. With that, Cam, I'm going to send things over to you. Looks like for. I'll, I'll paint a picture for our audio audience. It looks like there's a skyline out your window. Yes, uh, which looks as like you can that. see, I am in the Big Apple. I have, it's actually, it just worked out awesome that behind me is a pretty cool billboard for The Expanse. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is, which is one of my uh, favorite new shows. Yes. Um, right in the heart of New York City, Times Square. And, uh, you know, most of my week and weekend have been spent at what we're going to be talking about Uh for this episode, our Ganza goes to the Big Apple episode. Um, so I'll leave that for the body of the episode. Um, but just aside from that, um, had my birthday, um, a year older, not much wiser, but you know, <laughs> well, you know, what can you do, right? Uh, my companion threw me an awesome birthday party at the Adventure Game Store, which you guys uh, were there. I, I was really happy that you showed up. Thanks for coming, guys. Sure. Um, that made that made four of us. So at least it was uh, we could we could call it a party <laughs> with four people. Uh, no, uh, it was it was a great success, and uh, she really worked hard on it. And I, I it was amazing, and uh, I had a really good time. Got some really awesome gifts. So that was awesome. And that was literally the night before I left to come up here to New York and uh, hit up the uh, New York City Toy Fair and all the other geeky, nerdy things that uh, I've been doing here uh, in the city. Um, The only other thing that I've really been doing is I've been reading this book called Dwarves. Um, It's a pretty cool book. Uh, I read read part of it on the plane. Actually, I bought it when I was in at Disney for uh, over the holidays. read maybe the first like 10 pages, but then kept getting distracted. But I was able to sort of dig into it on the way up here. Um, it's going pretty good. Uh, I like it a lot. It's a fantasy sort of, it's almost like a Tolkien knockoff. I mean, the dwarves are pretty much just like the dwarves of uh, in the Tolkien universe and they hate elves and stuff like Speaking that. Speaking of but, Yeah, but uh, it's all right. It's pretty good. Um, 
And uh, I uh, also hit up um, – oh, I uh, on Kickstarter, I funded my first Kickstarter in a long time, uh, Heart of Crown, which is a Japanese deck builder. Um, just um, just went up a few days ago, and I backed that. Uh, it's probably the first Kickstarter I've backed in about six, six or seven months. So um, I really like that game. I have the Japanese version, um, so, of course, I have to get the uh, the English version. Um, and that's it. I'll, I'll save everything else for the uh, body of the episode. All right, man. Sounds like a full week. Is the Japanese version playable for a non-Japanese reader, speaker? Um, it's not language independent, but there are so many like paste ups on BGG. Okay. Uh, you could just, all you got to do is just go on there, pull up a PD, open up a PDF, print it out. I mean, it's a little annoying because you have to like, you have to like snip the little paste ups and like put them on the, you have to sleeve the cards and then put the paste ups over the Japanese writing. Sure. But if you do that, it's fine. Cool. Cool. And after you've played a couple times, you just, you know what the cards do. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You get used to it. Well, I admire your import spirit. That reminds me of me in video games over the years. (laughs) And speaking of me, I guess it's my turn to give my update. Sweet. Yeah. Basically very busy was over at a friend's house and played Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U with my companion. And she was so interested in the game that we ended up buying it. So we might be playing a game together very soon called Yoshi's Woolly World, a very cute yarn (laughs) in the Yoshiverse. In addition, just before tonight's podcast, I was out eating and discovered in my own backyard, I live kind of east as compared to the other two guys here uh, in in our South Florida region, but uh, a a game store called Hey Want to Play. And we just happened to be walking into the restaurant and my companion's like, Hey, there's a game store there. I'm like, no, there's not. No, there really is. <laughs> so we, we didn't get a chance to stop in, but I will be checking that out. It looked like a nice little space and I wouldn't mind checking that out. So that's actually an ex AGS or is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I don't remember that. his name now. Cause I'm shit with names, hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll pop in. Uh, of course the adventure game store is our headquarters and our loyalty will always remain there, but of course. Good, to, good to see another local venue. Um, especially because it's hyper local to me. Um, but that's it, man. Just keeping really busy, picking up a new game, find a new game store. Wish I had more to report. Next week should be better as work uh, hopefully hopefully calms down this week coming up. And uh, that's it. That's the show. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> no, uh, with that out of the way, Cam, I think uh, the next thing we should probably get to, and I, I know you're in sort of a happening world city where a lot goes on. I'm sure you've got a New York news minute for us in the news extravaganza. I do. I do. Um, So do you guys remember eating astronaut ice cream when we, when you took your trip to the Kennedy space center on a field trip with your school? Yes. You guys have had that, right? The Neapolitan chalk that was like sugary and sort of disintegrated in your mouth. Yep. Well, Turns out that that was never actually eaten by astronauts in space. That was all a big scam. Oh. So damn you, NASA, for lying to me and crushing a good memory of my childhood. Um, I still would eat that shit. That shit was good. Um, let's see. Um, you guys know, you guys have heard of ransomware, right? That group that hacks into your computer and then makes you pay them Bitcoin to release it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, typically they just do it to the run of the mill 
guy or girl or whoever, and you know they get a few hundred bucks or whatever. Um, but apparently, they've set their sights on bigger prey, and uh, they've stolen the data of Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center in California. Wow. And they're demanding 9,000 Bitcoin, which is like $3.6 million right now. Um, or else they are not going to return basically control of the hospital's, you know, data control system. Um, you know, it's one thing if it if they're doing that to a corporation that really, you know, whatever. So what if someone doesn't get their widget, you know, right. um, that they don't really care about. But this is actually pretty, pretty shitty because the uh doctors and nurses and all the hospital staff are having to use like paper like to to, to get medical uh, facts and, and to, to get medical records and you know write prescriptions and do all the stuff that they had been you know doing electronically for the last you know however many years um and i'm sure that that's causing all kinds of problems for for patients um so that's pretty uncool i'm all for you know sticking it to the man but like when you're hurting uh, innocent people that are just trying to get yeah. better. That's, that's pretty shitty. Yeah. You're there at a minimum. They're slowing the delivery of healthcare, I would think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, if someone dies because they don't get their medication on time because, you know, some paper got lost in the shuffle or was stuck to someone's shoe or something like, you know, uh, that's on them. Uh, so what the cops are on it though. I mean, this is like a huge escalation in their target. So the, the, their cops are really taking it seriously. So hopefully they'll be able to, to get, you know, get, at least get the information back. And then at some point, maybe, you know, figure out how to stop it. Good. Um, so we all remember how Walt Disney froze his head and, you know, he's like living cryogenically somewhere. Yes. 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 Well, apparently, um, scientists have successfully cryogenically preserved a rabbit brain. Um, and they are claiming that they're going to be able to cryogenically freeze human brains and save it for some time, maybe even centuries into the future, to be reanimated and put into a machine or another body or something uh, where we can live again and see the future, sort of like Futurama style. As a rat. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they've, they've, I guess, perfected the process. Because, you know, typically, if you try to freeze something, because we have so much water in our body that water turns to crystals and it just damages, just rips everything to shreds, all of our cells. Um, they figured out a way how to, uh, avoid that problem. And, uh, ah. basically, uh, they, you know, they brought the, the rabbit brain back to life and without any apparent damage. I'll be following that link because I know some of the cryogenic places claim to be able to preserve you without damage now, but yeah, I'm definitely getting cryogenically frozen so I can live in the year 3000. Oh, I, I definitely will too. I mean, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm sure you guys have been following this whole brute for the whole FBI Apple issue, where Cook, yes. Cook wrote the open letter to you know all iOS users that he's not going to bow to the FBI's pressure, and he came up with all this these reasons why he shouldn't give over the information to the FBI. Well, I mean. As I understand it, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong because I, I, I'm far from the uh, the tech side of things. You guys are, are, are probably, uh, I mean, I, you know, I can hold my own, but you guys, I think, are much more advanced than I am. Um, it seems to me that the real issue behind things is that uh, the what Apple does not want to give the FBI is an unlocked version of their of their operating system, um, which would allow them to brute force unlock other people's uh, devices. Um, uh, 
because I guess their whole issue is that, look, you know, yeah, you have a, a four a four digit pin code is nothing. I mean, anyone, anyone with any kind of computing power can just brute force open that up with, with, with any kind of uh, wherewithal. But apparently what keeps Apple's products so safe is they have this brute force protection where it just doubles and triples and, you know, exponentially increases the time that you have to wait to input a new answer to the code prompt or, or to the, uh, yeah, to the code prompt that would draw things out for, you know, hundreds of years so that, it stops these brute force attacks. And that apparently is what the FBI has requested and what, what uh, Apple does not want to give. So there's that whole, uh, I mean, the court has ordered Apple to work with uh, the FBI to get this thing unlocked, but I guess it's going to come down to who's going to, who's going to blink first and what kind of workaround they're going to do. If, if any, I was just curious to know what you guys thought about that whole situation. I like how they put it because I guess there is like a, like a subpoena for them to help with this product or, or with this project, with this one phone. And they said like, I, I don't trust you to use it on this one phone. If I turn over the software, our company is done. Yeah. Like no one will ever buy iOS again. Right. Yeah, well, they're saying that because then, like, they're thinking that people are going to, you know, think that now the government's listening to us or whatever, which, if you don't know by now, (laughs) the government's already listening. (laughs) They are anyway. uh, Yeah. They would still need physical access to your phone to to execute the software. So, mm, I mean, I hate to say, like, if the government has physical access to your phone, you're fucked anyway, but... yeah. It comes down to privacy of, of things stored on the phone. Like they can obviously monitor your communications. They can obviously, you know, through just summoning of records from the phone companies, determine who you were calling and so on. There's a, anything that leaves the phone, they probably are privy to. I think the issue here is they want to get on the this guy's phone and, and poke around and look for contacts and other data that will help them maybe find other suspects or that he may have been hanging out with or plotting with. Um, which I'm all for. Look, if if you get a court, I mean, I I'm a huge privacy advocate, but if you've gone and gotten a warrant and a court order and you followed all the checks and balances and and you know done everything properly, then fine, yeah, you know, then you get it. But um, you know, but I guess the other side of the coin is, well, okay, so once you get this access, uh, you know, are are you government gonna go and use it on other people's phones or devices that you haven't gone through those, jumped through those hoops for? And the answer is probably yes, but the real answer is they're doing it already. So in so many other ways that it it's probably just a drop in the bucket, you know? Ahead, it's bizarre to me that you will freely offer it to Facebook, but then freak out if a cop asks you. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you asked, you asked what I thought, Cam. I actually hope Apple... Um, stands their ground. I kind of like that there's spaces that the government can't follow you. And I, I don't want to sound like a black helicopter conspiracy nut, but I don't know. At a certain point, are we entitled to privacy? Or are we entitled to not, are we entitled to space that the government cannot invade? Yeah. I mean, it's as, as a, I mean, a innocent until proven guilty, but as a guilty criminal, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hmm. well, that's what they always use, right? It's well, if you're not guilty, then you don't have anything to worry about. 
which I think is this is not a good argument for you know. No, no, no but, I agree with you there. I, I mean, it's uh, it's a tricky issue. I mean, you, I mean, obviously, you have to have some sort of protections. I mean, this guy was a freaking ter- this guy. I don't think there's any doubt that this guy was a terrorist and he was a bad guy. So it's hard to say no, you shouldn't get that information. But there's got to be a way they could do that without intruding on just Joe Schmo public. You know, what if he had possible evidence locked away in a storage space, right? And there's no, it's an impregnable storage space. The only way you're getting in is through the lock, right? And so it was master lock and it was an uncrackable combination lock. And without the combination, there's no way in. But master lock has something called a master key that they use in their manufacturing process, right? And the FBI goes to master lock and says, give me this, give me the master key. I want to be able to get in this guy's lock. Oh, okay. And you promise you'll only use it for his and you won't make a copy of the key, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. That shakes some faith in master lock, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. you're right. You're, I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. What I'm saying is like, this is the, you know, the U S government and probably the most high tech company in the world. They yeah. can't figure out a way to like, why can't Apple just pull? They the, can't pick that lock. Yeah. I mean, why can't Apple themselves just pull that? Like, be appointed or sworn, swore, swore some oath that like to confidentiality to the court, download that stuff onto like a, 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 a an independent, just a, a fucking thumb drive. You know what I mean? Give it to, and then give it to the government. And so they, the government doesn't have to do that. They can preserve chain of custody. They can pr- preserve the evidence if they do it in pr- procedurally, you know, proper manner. I'm, I'm puzzled as to why they asked for the, the master key as opposed to just open the lock for me. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't get that either. Yeah. I kind of think this was a grab. Yeah, why wouldn't Master Lock just come and be like, okay, um, I'm not going to give you the key, but I'll go meet you there and I'll unlock it for you. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. right. Why don't they just send someone from fucking Apple over there to with a you know with the device oh, unlock it? Here you go, enjoy, have fun. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, from what I gather, most companies are compliant when it comes to if the government comes to them with a, with a proper warrant and says, look, we need access to this data, they'll, they'll turn it over. So if yeah. Apple can crack this encryption on a one-time basis. Well, I was reading too that they did come to Apple and demand the data that is actually on Apple's servers and computers and in their possession. And Apple was like, here, here, take it, take it. This is yours. We want to cooperate. Uh. But they don't own that phone. They don't own that data. They, you know, that's not really on them. That's their objection. Right. Well, of course, unless you violate their TOS, then they own everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, st- but still, I mean, I, hmm, I mean, I, I'm a little, it, it kind of gives me some um, pause when it comes to privacy, because if Apple, do they have a backdoor or does the government want them to craft one? In other words, can they craft The open own- letter said they needed to craft one. They would yeah. need to craft software that does not exist. Which I, I I don't believe. I mean, that might be technically correct, but I'm sure that there's a way. They probably need to compile it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way that they can do it very simply. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I'm not really comfortable. Life is a trade-off society. There are a lot of trade-offs. And I think that you have to have some balance between privacy and security. I mean, absolute security would be the government could, you know, see what's on every sector of your hard drive at will. And we'd never have any crime and everybody would, they would know everything about you, but you know, right. would you want to live like that? I think this is one of those like balancing act cases. Seems that way to me anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Um, I just had a couple of little other things. Um, Star Wars has officially added uh, to episode eight, uh, Laura Dern and Benicio del Toro. Huh? 
Um, yep, they have added them as filming begins. So filming has begun, and those two have been added. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen the sixty, the latest uh, ten Cloverfield Lane trailer. Yes. It, yes. Look, I, I, I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait till that movie comes out. I mean, I really hope it doesn't suck. Because, of course, I predicted that Deadpool would suck. And I guess I, it looks like I was way off the mark on that one. So. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're off the mark. I hope you're off the mark if you think this one's going to suck. Cause I want no, to no. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be awesome. I'm just hoping I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that I'm not off the mark that it's going to be awesome. So are you following Cloverfield 10 Lane or, or whatever? Or just kind of like catching the trailers? Or I, I'm trying to stay away from it, but I've seen the trailers because they, I think they've played them on the Super Bowl. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, it was right, like, right. and like in the beginning of a movie I saw. So I'm trying to just like not know anything and just go in. And that's, I mean, that's how I like to do all movies basically. I think you're right. It's going to suck. Yeah. Ah, no. Uh, Why Brian? Uh, Why do you think that? Were you, well, a I don't fan, wanna... were you a fan of, of Cloverfield? I was actually a huge fan of Cloverfield. Ending was kind of lame, but I liked how they built it up. I liked the presentation. Like it was, it was pretty good film. I was very excited with it, and I was happy with it. Okay. Very ha- excited about it and happy with it. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, Tom, that that, that pretty much ends my news. But before we sort of transition um, to the uh, the actual topic. Um, as you guys know, I'm here in New York city. Uh, I, I came for the New York city toy fair and, um, it, it, you know, we'll get into it late, you know, we'll get into all the nuts and bolts and all the fun stuff and all the cool stuff and frivolity. But just before we start, I just want to say that, um, there was a woman that came from, uh, I believe it was uh, Boulder, Colorado to the toy fair. And on the first day, it, it was super cold when we got here. It was like zero degrees. Right. And everyone was bundled up, you know, hoods, parkas, all kinds of stuff. And uh, so I guess this woman from Colorado had a hood on. And as she was walking into the, uh, you know, right basically across the street to the Javits Center, which is where the toy fair was, um, she didn't realize that a dump truck was turning. Uh, It caught her and basically rolled over her and killed her. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so she was just there to uh, attend the freaking toy fair and, you know, have fun, you know, work. And she worked for a company called Tech for Kids. Her name was um, Elise Lechowin. I hope I'm not butchering that. It's L-A-C-H-O-W-Y-N, Elise Lechowin uh, or Lechowin. Um, she left behind a husband and a kid. Um, so, you know, just feel extremely sorry for her family there's a gofundme site for her uh if you just go to gofundme and and check it out um the toy fair and her company and a couple other uh of the companies i think started that for her to help out her husband and her kid um but yeah so man that's terrible jesus i'm sorry to hear that man i mean i saw the i didn't see it happen but like i walked up to the toy fair as like you know all the emergency crew and all that stuff was there it was it was was pretty crazy uh, what a yep terrible event at which what a terrible happening at what should have been a really joyous uh yeah joyous event yeah, yeah that sucks yeah. all right <laughs> well right. with that out of the way tom i'll I throw it back to you and uh let's get this show on the road all equal and nobody presenting anymore on the video okay and yeah 
time for the show. Um, this is our, what, Brian, third Ganza goes? Did, did we do an official one for Seattle? We did one for you in Philly, if I recall. We did Seattle. We did Philly. We, I think we, we kind of called the goes live goes. So third or fourth, depending on how official you want to get. Okay. Well, I think we can agree that this is the coolest Ganza goes in terms of uh, world city, man. I've heard of New York. I hear it's big. I hear it's important. I hear a lot of people are there. There's a lot going on. And so Cam, you may be at the most high profile Ganza goes uh, can't a goer yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm honored to represent the nerd extravaganza in this amazing opportunity that I've had to come here to New York. I definitely let everyone know uh, that I would be covering them and uh, got lots of free stuff. So I'd plug it for them. <laughs> so good for me. Apart from the obvious tragedy, how's the event? Man, it's amazing. You know, I, I, I will say that, you know, if I first, I got to thank yellow, yellow games, I E L L O, uh, for French board gaming company. For those that don't know, that's, uh, they're the ones that, uh, brought me up here, put me up and, uh, had me, uh, demoing games for them and working, uh, basically working the toy fair, uh, with, uh, their CEO and a couple of the, uh, executives, um, we basically were just schmoozing, you know, demoing games for people just, you know, putting basically doing what all the other vendors were doing, just showing their product, showcasing the product, telling people why it's awesome, why, you know, they should stock it in their store. The toy fair is different than a regular con in that there it's not open to the public. You can't just walk in there and there's no kids. It's, it's so funny. It's a toy fair and it has a like absolute no kids allowed policy. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so you didn't see one kid walking around there. Um, but uh, you know, it's really just, it's more of like a, it's, I would say it's like a trade show. Or, you know, it's just all industry types, lots of suits walking around, uh, making decisions on on things. But really what, what I enjoyed was meeting with the – I mean there are a ton of just hobby store, toy store, game store owners walking around. They may own one store, two stores, three stores, um, and they're just looking for things that, you know, are cool and awesome to put in their store that, you know, people are going to love and, and, and play with or, you know, the, take home for their kid. Um, so I really enjoyed that interaction and, uh, I wanted to thank yellow just, uh, just, you know, they, I, of course I got some free stuff from them. I got cool. Welcome to the dungeon game. Great game. I got a, uh, tortoise and the hare game, um, which I love. I actually have a copy of this, but I bought it for my companion for her student. She's a, she's a teacher. So I think they're really going to love that game. So, um, so again, thanks to yellow. Um, other than that, the event was awesome, man. It was, uh, it's it's been really cool just uh seeing all the stuff um you know I, I sort of put together a list of all the really cool things that i saw um the coolest by far though has to be tom you know how we have the little bb8s yes um yes. that you know run around or whatever with our smartphones or our controllers well they have made uh, a company called spin masters has created a life-size version what that actually will follow you around well you know it's it's an actual BB-8 that you can have, um, and it's pretty cheap. It's like sub three hundred dollars. Whoa, really? So, wow. Yeah. So if you want your own BB-8, it can be had. Um, it was freaking awesome. Um, so that I mean I, that was like the start of the show, but um, there was some other really cool things. Um, so Hasbro has come out with um, uh, Fortress Maximus. Um, or Fort Max, if you're a Transformers nerd like me, it's huge. It's two feet tall. 
and it transforms into an Autobot city. Um, super sick. I went by and take, took a look at that. It was awesome. Um, it, let's see. Um, Ghostbusters 3 is coming out, as you know. So they've got uh, some really cool uh, Ghostbusters little figs coming out. They've got like Ecto-1. They've got all the little characters, like the Chris Hemsworth character on his little motorcycle. That's going to be really cool. But I think by far the best action figure, I mean, technically, I guess uh, the uh, 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 Fort, uh, Fort Max is, is an action figure, but I mean, it's like two feet tall. The 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 coolest, like, you know, mini action figure um, is Darth Revan. Ah. They're coming out with, even though Knights of the Old Republic is not canon anymore, um, mm. Darth Revan is amazing. The action figure that they made looks so cool. Way better. It looks way cooler than Kylo Ren. So, <laughs> but uh they 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 came they're coming out with a with a six figure series or whatever uh with uh some you know with some some minor characters and and a couple of the big characters is um so is that? is the old republic stuff officially decanonized cuz i heard that they were kind of they haven't come out and completely delegitimized that yet nothing has been officially delegitimized it's been relegated to a legend that exists in the store uh, exist in the story. So the details may not be exact, but I always think of it as tavern tales. Like people talk about Darth Revan. So right. Darth Revan did exist, okay. but like exactly what he did or how he did it might be changed. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Cause I, I think we discussed this before. Didn't, I mean, and I'm sure we're obviously not alone in this observation that uh, Kylo Ren's helmet is reminiscent of the Darth Revan, like, concealing face mask helmet combo yeah but uh, yeah but th- this this figure looks way cooler man it's, it looks so cool awesome i'm definitely gonna get it how how much uh is, it's a figure or a series you said uh it's a series of six figures okay okay and from from old republic basically but the you know obviously the with with uh uh revan being the centerpiece reasonably priced or yeah yeah it's you know whatever 14.99 okay something like so that. you get them you get the bb8 i mean i these things all sound reasonable compared to the robo toilets I've been looking at. So, <laughs> yeah, those robo toilets are, uh, but you can't put a price tag on, on the, you know, a comfortable BM. <laughs> true, true. Let's see. Uh, Bandai is coming out with the it's a SH Figuarts line of Mario figures. Um, tons of cool Mario dioramas with Yoshi, Luigi, Fire Mario, Boo, Koopa, Bullet Bill. I mean, Bowser even. Uh, they're all going to be uh, included and they look really cool and really cute. Um, not something I probably would buy because it's just they're really small and there's like a whole bunch of stuff. But um, it would look – I mean, if you really wanted to get into it, you could make a really cool scene and like put it into like a diorama and displayed in your house. That's sort of how they had it pitched at the show. Uh, they look really cool. Cool. Um, Nerf. If there's a Daisy, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> Nerf is uh, continuing to up the ante with their, uh, you know, shooting weapons. Uh, they've come out with the Nerf Elite Hyperfire. And uh, this thing's crazy. I saw it in action. It shoots um, five darts per second. Wow. Per second. <laughs> So it's like brruh, five, brruh, five, brruh. it's it's amazing. Does it have like cartridges it's, or something, or how does it? 
Uh, yeah, it's got like this round drum that like clips up into it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like a real like mini gun. It's crazy. Uh, and it's double the firing rate of the previous record holder, which was the Nerf Rapid Strike. So five freaking darts per second. You can just pummel your little brother. That sounds great. That sounds <laughs> magical, actually. Yeah, I, I, I was really, I want, I was trying to get them. I was, man, I was talking to the girls trying to get her to give me uh, the, uh, the demo copy, you know, the demo version. Sure. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna throw that. Out. You don't want to ship that all the way back to the, you know, the, just, just give it to me. I'll take good care of it. But uh, they couldn't do that. I did score a bunch of cool stuff, which I'll show you guys in a little bit. But uh, that way, but. Uh, I didn't get that. Um, Bill and Lance, the Contra guys, remember what? them? With their oh my re- god, they had names. Yeah, with their red and blue uh, headbands. Uh, Neca has uh, basically they they're they're coming out with a two pack uh, action figure pack of the of, of Bill and Lance, um, and they're really cool. Actually, they 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 got the headbands, they got their guns. It's uh, they're pretty awesome. I I, I would uh, I would love to have that actually sitting somewhere in my house. They're they're, they're really cool. That sounds that sounds actually really cool. I'm I'm like making yeah. a self shopping Christmas list here. <laughs> yeah, I mean this isn't like the real like list. This is just a list that I made of the cool stuff that I like. I mean there was a bunch of other stuff too, but like I mean I don't give a shit about like My Little Pony and you know, whatever. Whoa, that's blasphemy so, to serious uh, toy collectors out there, man. You gotta. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, so. They're um, really cool for gamers. So a company called Shire Post Mint um, has come out with these fantasy coins, like real like metal coins from like different fandoms. So, you know, like they've already made like Lord of the Rings coins. This company called uh, WTE Workshop, WTEA, I think Workshop, made some Lord of the Rings coins. Um, um, and made, I think they made some Harry Potter coins too. Uh, but this company goes even further and they're making Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Wheel of Time, Conan, King King Killer Chronicle, all coins that are, you know, true to form from those fandoms, uh, and that would actually have been used in those universe. Um, and they're minting them out of like real metal. Wow. So, um, it's, you know, real copper, uh, you know, Hyborian coins, um, Pure iron coin. Uh, they, they made pure iron coins of the faceless man. Uh, faceless man from uh, uh, Ice and Fire, uh, Song of Ice yep. and Fire. Um, pure silver Tarvalon marks. Uh, I mean, you name it, they've got it. It's it's freaking awesome. And they come in uh, uh, this really awesome like wooden box, like that, like a separated box with like the velvet and stuff that you can display them. It, it looks really cool. Um, I didn't get the MSRP on that one. It's probably going to be pretty expensive, uh, but it might be worth it. Yeah, it sounds um, really cool. Yeah, for, for, for again, for a collector, for an enthusiast, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, pretty awesome thing to have. It's pretty awesome. So, like I said, I was just you know walking around. I played the pool, like oh you know I'm just a I'm just a lowly worker, you know, I'm just here, you know, it's my first toy fair. I'm just, you know, <laughs> trying to see what's cool. And if you guys have anything that you're just going to throw away and you don't want to ship home, why don't you, you know, why don't you give it to me? And a lot of the stuff there was for like young kids. So I did, I scored some stuff that, you know, whatever, isn't really age appropriate. Well, I guess it could be, but like, um, like I got a bunch of these like Rubik's cube things, like these, like, uh, uh you know, 
whatever asymmetrical Rubik's cube things, which I'll never solve in a billion years. I just got them to put on my shelf for people to come and play with when they come to my house. Sure. But um, so I got this one, which is really cool. It's a square one. Uh, I, this one's kind of old school. I think I remember having one of these when I was a kid. The the pyramid one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember that, Tom or Brian. Uh, I got one of those, which is pretty cool. So uh, audience at home, I'm try that that's listening. Uh, just to the audio version, I'll, I'll try to explain it to you. It's like a, it's like a tri- It's a Rubik's cube, but it's like looks like a pyramid. It's got uh, what four colors. Um, the other one uh, that I that I had up before um, has has some more color. I think six colors: yellow, white, red, orange, blue. Um, and it's like a sort of a square. It's a square like a Rubik's cube, but it looks almost like sort of like a giraffe pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a full square. It kind of bulges on each side. But it's pretty cool. Um, I got this really cool thing. Um, it's like an orb with all these rubber bands sticking in. It's like a like, like a like a globe with a bunch of rubber bands sticking through. Um, it looks menacing. With, yeah, with plastic things on the outside. And it's got a bunch of sides. And the, the thing is, you've got to try to maneuver these rubber bands around the little grooves in the in the orb to make it so that I don't know if you can see it in the video, but. Um, they're kind of like all mashed up, like they're all kind of tangled up in the middle there. Yeah. Apparently, there is a way if you maneuver all these rubber bands well enough so that they'll all be straight. So uh, another thing I'll never master or accomplish, but will look, you know, cool and, and you know, uh, be nice on my shelf for people to have fun and play with. Right next, right next door to the yellow booth, actually, um, was a company that manufactured uh, marshmallow shooters. Like marshmallow guns. <laughs> nice. And they had a freaking million of them. They had like pump action shotgun marshmallow shooters. They had like mini shooters that shot like a ton of the little, you know, cocoa yep. uh, uh, mushrooms. Um, I, I scored a really cool one. Um, Ghost bus- Ghostbusters mar- marshmallow. <laughs> That's awesome. So this is for the mini marshmallows and it's like a, it's like a crossbow um, and you freaking shoot little Stay puff marshmallow man pellets. Um, it's, it's really awesome. You can sort of, sort of see it on the back here, uh, what it looks like when it's out of the package. <laughs> um, it even comes with a little, uh, little target that you can use to shoot your, uh, shoot your little marshmallows at. Um, I had a lot of fun, you know, it's, it's, they kept, they had like these targets set up and they were, everyone that walked by, they had shoot off these stupid, uh, marshmallows at their targets, but the targets were facing the back of our booth. So a lot of times they were going over the wall and hitting us <laughs> on the other side. We're like demoing a That's game. Great. We're getting hit in the side of the head by a freaking marshmallow. So I, I made them feel bad until they gave me some free stuff. Good. Um, so, but by far the biggest score that I got at the con or well, the fair, I guess I should say, since it's not really a con was I got a brand new in shrink copy of blood rage. Whoa. Look wow. $80 game. Guy just gave it to me. I was walking by. I was like, "Hey, you got any demo games? You know that you don't want to ship home?" And he's like, "I don't have any, but you know what? You work for Yellow, take one." And I was like, "Blood Rage." He's like, "Yeah, man, go ahead." So nice. It was freaking awesome. Nice. Uh, I, I, so I'm looking forward to playing. Well, I mean, I you know we played in our group, but uh, uh, I'm glad I have my own copy now. Um, and that's it from the toy fair. I mean, you guys have any questions or anything? I maybe uh, you know didn't uh, explain or wanted. That I should go over. I'm just. Go ahead, I, I don't. I don't know what you can say or or what you saw or anything like that. But <coughs> the the new Ghostbusters movie like toys are kind of making a uh, a big 
um splash online did did you get to see like the new big bad evil guy no i didn't they you know what's funny is that the toy fair right it's not like it's not like uh like a con where you go and like all the booths are as like open as possible so that you can see everything some are like that a lot of them are like that but the real proprietary ones like like the big boys like hasbro mattel uh you know all those guys the and gals whatever they their booths are closed off it's like a fortress. Like they have, they're walled off. You can't see in, and they have like a, a like gatekeepers at the front, and like it's built so you can't even see like behind them. Like it's like you you have to like go around walls to be able to see anything in their booth, um, and it it's because you know they don't want to leak that stuff. So yeah. the stuff that I saw was just the stuff that they had on display, like or that they brought out and you know showed everyone. But you know if you were there, like if you were a big wigger or a distributor or supplier. Like you had, you know, you'd go there, you would check in and they'd bring you behind the curtain basically. And then you'd see the stuff. But like, you know, if you had, even if you were there as like an attendee and like a, an actual like person that was supposed to be there, uh, you know, a business owner or whatever, you still couldn't see it. You had to have like the, you know, the, the act, the VIP access to their, you know, their back rooms. So fortunately I didn't, I didn't see anything uh, good. I mean, if I would have saw it, I'd fucking leak it right now believe me like i have no contract with them what they can do to me you know but uh they they did a pretty good job in covering everything up that kind of answered my question i I wanted a little more insight as to how the fair operated i I get that it's for industry but i wasn't sure if it was uh strictly like hey you know you gotta you gotta be here to play ball to see our stuff that kind of thing so so there were tiers of uh security yeah yeah, basically Yeah, the tiers of access even like I mean like I think it was Hasbro. Hasbro had their own floor. Oh. You couldn't even go up to that wow. floor unless you were like had an appointment or you were supposed to be up there or whatever. Uh I think it was it was either Hasbro or Mattel, one mm-hmm. of those. Um I remember the first time I realized something was funny was I walked by the Bandai uh area and I was like walking by and I was like, you know, I wanted to like go in and I was like man, this wall is long. And then like I turned the corner and it was like another wall. I was like, man, like how do I get in this place? You know? And I mean, they had like a huge piece of square footage. And then I finally got to, I guess, what whatever was the front. And there was just a girl there with a, you know, sitting there at a, at a little desk area and couldn't see anything behind her. And she's like, do you have an appointment? And I was like, Nope. No, but can I just take a look? And she's like, no, sorry. Like, you know, we've got a lot of confidential stuff back there and only our designers and our, you know, wow. whatever. She was super nice. She wasn't like a jerk about it, but, um, you know, I was just like, wow, I didn't realize I had to be, you know, VIP to get, you know, see Bandai. Is the fair industry only, you may have said this already and I missed it, but is it industry only or is it open to the public? Yeah. Yeah. You, in order to, to even get a pass, uh, let alone like, you know, like I said, it's not, not open to the public to get a pass. You have to like own a store, be a distributor, be a sales rep, be a, an employee of one of the, you know, companies or whatever. I mean, look, it wasn't that like, you know, closely guarded. Like, I, like I, I demoed a game for this this chick that walked in, and she's like, "Yeah, uh, I work for such and such company," and she let me use her badge, and my my buddy let me. Well, my buddy works for such and such company, and she gave me her badge, and but she made me like put it backwards, so you know, <laughs> no one would know. And I was like, "Don't worry, I won't rat you out." And I just demoed like King of Tokyo for her or something, but like. uh uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't that like closely guarded. So I think that's why they probably have those closed off things is because they don't want people. And, and I think it's also not just because of the public, uh, Tom, but like uh, just, I mean, all your competitors are right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, okay. I, 
Hmm. That, that, that's intriguing. So definitely an industry fair uh, in the vein mm -hmm. of like, uh, what is it, E3? That is E3 still not open to the public? You have to have like credentials to get in there too, don't you? Probably, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's it's more it's it's not a con. It's like a trade, trade show, show, yeah, basically. Okay. For professionals in the industry, essentially, which I guess I am now one of. You are, you are, you are a professional. <laughs> who who knew? <laughs> in dual capacities, you're both a uh, yellow representative and a uh, hard hitting journal journal press member, press exactly. Member? Yeah, whatever we are here at the Nerd yeah. Podcast. Um, it was a, it was a great experience, you know. And, and I mean, the weather has been horrid. It snowed oh. the third day. Ugh. Then it was raining the, the fourth day. That woman, you know, got killed on the first day. It was like, it literally was zero. I think you, I don't know if you guys saw my Facebook post. It was literally zero, um, like the, the morning of like the, that the fair Ooh. started. And uh, the with the wind chill, it was like negative 15 or something like that. How does that? Um, and that the Javits Center, if you've ever been to New York, is right on the Hudson River. So all that wind, you know, coming off the water was just brutal brutal for a you know for a florida i was just gonna florida. ask yeah how's your florida blood acclimating to that <laughs> well i took i i took a coat up there which was a re which was a good coat um but then i was woefully unprepared i didn't have gloves mm. i didn't have a scarf i had a hat like a s snow hat kind of thing that barely covered my head that i took from my brother it's more of like a hipster thing so i just on the i just went on the street and like went to this place and for like seven bucks i got gloves i got a really warm like snow hat and like these little things that almost like those earphones that go behind your head uh but they cover up your ears so i put those on and then i put the hat <laughs> over that then i bought a scarf all for like seven bucks i bought a, a scarf everything i just put it all on the table and was like give it to me it was the best seven dollars i ever spent because it kept me like super warm after that nice nice yeah it was cool it was cool so yeah that was the new york toy fair and, I, and then uh i've just spent the rest of my time man just hitting some really cool places really cool places uh, I went to a gaming cafe or gaming, you know, you, you know, there's like almost a hundred now across the country, gaming, gaming cafes, gaming. Are pubs. there really that many? Everyone's a knife in my heart. It's between like 75 and a hundred. I think it's uh, now, um, they are all over the place. Uh, Keith, uh, a, a guy named Keith Myers who works for yellow. He owns one in Denver. Um, well, he's, he just started one in Denver and Tim, our buddy, Tim, that works for yellow opened up, uh, uh, one called uh, Meepleville in Las Vegas. Cool. Um, so that's that's two right there. That's like you know two percent of the all, all of them. But uh, yeah, man, he took me to one. Uh, my buddy Keith took me to one uh, here in the city. It's called uh, what was it called? Oh yeah, the Uncommons. Um, and it's a tiny little place. It's like a dive, but and it's so small. But they pack in like. I guess 65 to 70 like people can probably sit in there and play games, but you're like pushed up next sure, to each other. Sure. Uh, and they have like coffee and food and snacks and all kinds of good stuff. And we sat there and we played some games. We played, uh, it was just he and I. Um, so we played hive. Have you played that Brian hive? I love that. Game. Yeah. That game was awesome. Um, we played that, which I'd played before, but hadn't been, hadn't played for a long, long time. And so we sort of muddled through the first game, but then we played a couple more games and it was awesome. Um, and then a game that I've never played before, which I've always seen and I just never played, um, but is definitely going into my collection. It's called Jaipur, J-A-I-P-U-R. Oh, okay. It's freaking awesome, man. It's it's really fun game. We'll have to play uh, when you guys, uh, when we have our next game night. Um, uh, I really enjoy I'm in the same game. boat. I've heard so much about that. It's a two-player game, which is sort of why sort of wrote it off 
Um, but now I'm looking for more two-player games because of my companion. I've gotten her into gaming, <laughs> and we're just sitting around sometimes at home. Like She'll be like, let's play a game, but it's like you know, playing Splendor, playing games like that are really meant for three or four players. It sort of falls short sometimes. So that's definitely going into my collection to play. Cool. Um, so yeah, so I did that. Um, I went to the Complier Strategist. Uh, I, that's my terrible French accent. I don't know if it's the Complier. It's C-O-M-P-L-E-A-T. Uh, so it's either the Complete, Pliet, or Complier Strategist uh, here in uh, New York City. Um, and I scored an amazing game. Uh, it's like one of the my grail games that I've been looking for forever. Um, and, and it's called Dragon Rage. Um, only 1,500 copies were ever made. And uh, only about, I think, three or 400 were sold in the U.S. So he just had it sitting on his shelf. And, um, I mean, he knew what it was worth. Uh, I didn't pay full ticket for it because he knew I was in the industry. Then I was in the industry for sure. Uh, <laughs> so I used my, uh, you know, industry credentials for that. But, uh, no, I just mentioned, hey, I'm here. You know, I, I was working with Yellow at the Toy Fair. and He, he knew the CEO. And so he gave me a deal. But uh, uh, I'm so glad I have that. Um, and then um, – I bought some other games too, uh, but you know they weren't as exciting. They were just some, you know, some games I, I wanted to get that he had um, that we don't have down south uh, that I've actually never seen in, in any of this uh, in, at, at AGS or whatever. But um, so I got that game um, and I hung out and talked to him for a while. Interesting to get sort of the game owner's take uh, of someone who's actually like in Manhattan as opposed to someone who's in Florida or sure. wherever. You know, I've been to game stores all over, but. It's it's a real different animal in the city, you know. You've got a lot of different players. Because um, it's funny, I was sitting there and we were talking, and then like three guys came in and they're like buying all these chess pieces. I mean, they got like three hundred dollars worth of chess shit. And um, I guess you know New York City is a hotbed for chess. Um, but so they they got a bunch of chess stuff, and then some old lady came in and she's like, "Excuse me, where is a game called Gloom?" Like she was clearly like buying for someone. She had it like on a piece of paper. She's like gloom. And like the guy's like, yeah, right there. Uh, it's, she thought it was going to be like some big box or whatever. That's gloom is like a little yeah. pack of cards, you know? Um, but uh, that was funny. So uh, it was really cool to see like the, the, the difference of uh, clientele. Cool, man. Um, so, but I, I'm going to show you guys my, by far though, my favorite find. Um, and it's probably from my favorite store so far that I went to here, uh, in New York. Um, it's called toy Tokyo. Have you guys ever heard of it? It's, they sell exclusively just Japanese stuff. You walk in there and it is ridiculous. Like I, it was where I, uh, I sent you guys that picture of the like Shogun stormtrooper. Oh yeah. 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 Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It, that's what, where it was. And I bought the coolest lunchbox ever. Look, is a yeah, tin uh, lunch box you can take with you anywhere. Didn't come with a thermos, which I was a little, uh, you know, uh, a little upset about, but that's all right. Um, and for some reason, it says Suck UK on the back. I don't know if that's the brand, <laughs> okay. but it just says Suck UK right on his ass, which, uh, I mean, maybe that's, maybe the Chinese don't like the UK. I, I don't know. Or, I'm sorry, the Japanese. Um, so, but that is by far my favorite find so far in New York city, the, uh, <laughs> lunch bot. Um, so yeah, so that was cool. I went to a couple other small places. Um, I went to a video game place called eight bit and up. Um, it is like a, it, it was like 
crazy. It, it's like a little hole in the wall. You had to like walk down these stairs to get there. I only noticed it was like, there was like this little eight, like little sign. And I went into it and um, it's like a hoarder's paradise. It's like basically <laughs> someone's basement that has like bought every video game system component game that has ever come out for any system, any platform, whatever. And it's just all just like piled onto the wall on shelves and boxes on the floor, stuff spilling out everywhere. They've got actual games, like all the games, like a bunch of game systems set up. You can just go and sit down and play, but they're like on like old school TV, like tube TVs. And like, it's amazing. It's, it, it was an experience just to be in there. Um, I didn't get any video games um, just because it was like, I was having anxiety being in there, but uh, just cause it was like so much shit everywhere, like everywhere. I mean, you couldn't like step without kicking something or, bumping into something or whatever. Um, but it, it was pretty cool. Um, wow. Yeah. Camo. So I've had a packed, uh, packed uh, week so far. It sounds like it. And a, a lot of, hmm, so th- this is me uh, <laughs> seeing connections where maybe there aren't, but some connections with home, actually. Brian, what was the predecessor of the predecessor of the Adventure Game Store called? Complete Strategist. Yeah, yeah. That was actually complete, though, right? Not complia. Yeah, yeah. It, it was complete in the traditional spelling of complete. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so yeah, this was the complia. Maybe they had to use complia because complete was taken. Yeah, t- taken by owns that idea, or <laughs> taken by the ancestor of the adventure game store, our, our home yeah. base. Yeah. Uh, in addition, um, Brian, I heard you mumble something to the effect of <laughs> "twist the knife in my heart" when Cam mentioned the gaming cafe. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Uh, Brian, you were like way ahead of your time with that. Like, we it all give you the we all give you the credit so. if that makes like, you feel any better. Before I even met you, like, oh my god, it just oh yeah. I mean, yeah. ideas are free. Executing on them. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, but yeah, the, um, and it was look. I went on. We went on a Wednesday night. And it was packed. It was it was absolutely packed. And I mean, I mean, it's granted it's small. Only like 65, 70 people can sit in there. So even if it's like half full, it looks kind of packed. But I mean, it was packed. Like we had to wait a couple minutes just to get a seat. Um, and that was with like knowing the owner and like whatever, you know. So it's 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 definitely doing well. Nice, man. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Um there's a couple other things I still want to hit that I haven't had a chance to, um, you know, I'm going to be here for a couple more days. My companion's flying in. We're going to do like my whole birthday celebrate, uh, birthday Valentine celebration, like a little bit late. Um, uh, I want to definitely hit the Nintendo world store. Oh yeah, you should. So, so Tom, if you had, yeah, if there's anything that's on your wish list, you know, shoot me a text. I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it. Um, definitely gonna hit fao schwartz i mean that's a that's a staple you know it's a it's an institution i gotta go there um you know there's uh let's see there's a couple other little places i wanted to go um there's a this bookstore uh, i think called saint mark's um i want to hit that and see if they've got some some cool books um they uh they have the bodies exhibit going on here oh yeah um i might check that out uh, I don't know if my companion is going to be into it though. She, I don't know if she'll get queasy or whatever or, or not like it, but I'm going to run a buyer and see if she wants to go. Um, so we might check that out. Um, 
There is the Brooklyn Strategist, which is out in Brooklyn. There's a couple pretty cool things out in Brooklyn. I might, I might take a ride out there on, on the train if, if we have the time um, and check out that place and a couple of other things. That are, that, there's a barcade out there, I believe. Um, and there's a couple other kind of cool things that, that, you know, I mean, Brooklyn right now, I think is like the hipster, like hotbed. So it makes sense that, uh, that's where a lot of things are. Sure. Um, there's, there's another game store in, in Manhattan that I want to go to. It's called video games, New York, but it's like all one word video games, New York, uh, no spaces. Um, supposedly it's sort of like that eight bit nut place that I went to, but a little more organized. Um, so I might go in there and hopefully not have so much, uh, anxiety. Um, there's a comic book place called Midtown comics and I'm definitely going to hit. Um, so all these, all these places that, you know, obviously next week I'll, I'll fill you guys in on, on, you know, if the, if I liked him, if I didn't or whatever. Uh, but Midtown comics supposedly is, uh, the largest comic re- retailer in the United States. Really? And it's in Midtown, New York. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. And I mean, Tate's, you know, I mean, Tate's is huge. So, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Tate's is much more than a comic shop now too, though. So I, I wonder right. if this place is more dedicated to just comics, just comics. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tate's like comic book footage is like 50 feet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You, you yeah. think of it as a comic book store, but it's like a mall of all for all like sort of geeky, uh, all things geeky, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about hitting the, uh, 24 hour subterranean Apple store. What? Like at like four in the morning and just being like, Hey, um, is my iPhone cracked now? Because the FBI, <laughs> I just want to go up to like one of the genius bar people and just like start harassing them. I have the, like four in the I morning. have the surface iPad, the, the, the surface pro iPad. It's broken. Can you take a look? Yeah. yeah. Can, can you fix it? <laughs> I do have the surface, but oh, God, please don't break. Cause this thing is cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then there's a, there's a store called MakerBot, which I want to check out in, in NoHo, which is, wow. uh, north of Houston, north of Houston. Oh, no, uh, no. As opposed to Soho, which is south of Houston, right. which is a street here which, in the city. Which is spelled Houston, um, but you say it Houston. Yeah. Um, so I want to check out the, uh, the 3d printer stuff that they got going on there. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, uh, I think it's Mattel, uh, at the toy fair has come out with a 3d printer for kids. Ooh. It's like the easy bake. Printer. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like, Brian. If you, if you check it out online, it's like, it's, it looks like an easy bake oven, but it's a freaking 3d printer. It's crazy. Is, is Mattel, awesome. yeah. Mattel made it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's pretty cool. It, it comes free with a bunch of complimentary uh, plants for Hasbro brand <laughs> toys. You can print yeah. out, but not not Mattel toys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it prints like using play doh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I want to definitely check that place out. Cool. Um, probably want to check out that barcade in Brook. That's all. Yeah, that like I said, that's also in Brooklyn. I want to you know play some video games and have some bar food or something. Check that out. Um. There's a couple cool places for like some geek cuisine that I've been wanting to check out. Um, there's a place called uh, WD50. Um, <laughs> what a name! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's uh, it looks like it's gonna be. It looks like it's pretty cool. Uh, I might check that out. There's another place called Dirt Candy, <laughs> which is actually Tom. You probably would love it. It's, it says Dirt Candy, which you think of like a, it would be like a candy store, but it's not. It's actually a vegetarian place. Ooh. So the candy from the dirt, dirt candy. I guess okay, is the yeah. play on words. Um, so, uh, I'll probably actually check that out. I, I'm not opposed to having a vegetarian meal every <laughs> once in a while. 
Um, and another one of the Brooklyn spots um, is a place called Wild Rise, um, which has like supposedly like amazing pizza, um, but it uses like this like really cool like Kiki Gadget electronic kiln, oh. um, which has like an up and down chamber that and an elaborate like counterweight system to make the pizza. How, how long are you there? You um, have you have you have how much time for all this? Oh, I'm I'm here for like another five days. Okay, all right, yeah, four or five days. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here through uh through Sunday. New York sounds. So we, got, we got time. New York sounds really cool. Yeah, and they they've got a bunch of ramen places and donut places too, which uh, I probably will eat my way through, or at least smell my way through. <laughs> you won't you won't touch a donut. You're too disciplined. Uh yeah. Hopefully not. Um, so yeah, man. So that's, uh, that's been my New York experience uh, you got, I, I, I gave you about half of it and, uh, you know, I'm about halfway through and, uh, I got the other half mapped out pretty good. Now, whether or not my companion is going to put up with all that stuff, I don't know. Uh, she's into some geeky stuff, so she should be pretty cool with most of it, but, um, I'm going to have to throw in some, uh, some romantic stuff too, but you know, I'll keep that to myself. Nice. No one wants to hear about that or picture it or think about it. I'm sure. No, don't. Well, it's the internet. There's probably people that would love to, but let's, <laughs> let's not give them any uh, ammunition. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you guys think? I mean, what, what, uh, what kind of places do you like to hit up when you go to different places or is there anywhere in New York that you guys can think of that I need to hit? I don't know if it's still there, but once upon a time when like it, it was actually difficult to import shit, there was a store in uh, in New York. It was just called like the Robot Store. The Robot Store, and it had all of like the Gundam models and the Robotech, mo- well, the Macross models, and like all that kind of stuff. If that's still there, dude, I highly recommend yeah, it. I'm looking it up right now. The Robot Store, huh? That was like the shit in like '85. In like '85? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, hey, it might be. Uh, let's see. There's Tinker Sphere. There's Brooklyn Robot Foundry. Ooh, go to that, whatever uh, that is. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's an after-school program. Never mind. Don't go to that. <laughs> I don't don't go to, to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vintage Robot, but that looks like a clothing store. But Tinker Sphere looks pretty cool. NYC's number one robot hobby electronic and DIY parts store. Sounds kind of awesome. Hmm. Yeah. I, might, I, might, I could use some cards. I might check that out. I might check that out. Um, and it looks like it's not very far from where I'm at. Looks pretty cool. What about you, Tom? Tom, does uh NCS have a physical store? Ooh, I hope so. If so, that's where Cam needs to go. What is it? Go apologize to that poor woman. Look, these two assholes called you every fucking day for like three years. <laughs> Wait, was that? In- <laughs> They're sorry. Was that NCS or High Voltage? No, that was High Voltage, but uh, I-, I called her a lot too. <laughs> um, NCS is um national console support cam and they were like they were uh, i imported a lot of japanese game video games through them uh were they in new york right i believe so i'm just gonna walk in and be like hey remember tom <laughs> <laughs> tom from florida and she's gonna be like yeah that son of a bitch <laughs> um i <laughs> famicom days <laughs> i wanted um what do you call it uh the nintendo world store was on my on my list but since you already have that on your list, I'll, I'll go ahead and count that. Um, for sure. You should probably scope out some nice hotels for us to stay in when we go up for the New York uh, Comic Con at some point, which is going to happen. Okay. And uh, I'll lay the groundwork for, you know, make sure we're, we're at the, we're, we're, you know, a happening spot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, 
there's some hotel in New York that has like a robotic feature, like a robotic arm that does something. For, I don't know if it's like, if it's a bellhop or what. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm going to look this. If up. it's a Chinatown, I don't want to know what it does. <laughs> yeah. Well, that does something else for you. That's a different one. It's not against the law if it's not a human. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Okay. It's this, it's a hotel. I, I looked this up before and I looked it up again. It's called Yotel. Yotel. And it really, Oh, what's funny is, um, a guy that I know actually the, um, an inventor of a really cool game. Um, I, I don't want to out him though. Uh, uh, he, uh, we, we had dinner and, uh, that's actually where he was staying at, at the hotel. Well, who knows how pricey the hotel is, but, uh, it sounds pretty cool. Like you walk in and it has like evidently some cool self-service check-in and I'm mm. not sure where, but somewhere there's a gigantic robot arm that does something for you. And <laughs> mm. I want to use it, but the whole, the whole thing is like very high tech looking. So, uh, yeah, scope, scope that out. See if you can book our, uh. Our accommodations early. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll I'll, give us a. I'll, I'll, yes, I, I will put in a deposit for us. Well, well, we'll have the proprietor on the show. That should cut our stay way down. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure Mr. Yo will, <laughs> will be very happy to come on the show. Uh yeah, us. I'm Sam Yo. I own like fifteen thousand hotels <laughs> around the world. <laughs> well, Mr. Yo, uh, it's time to hit the big time. Yeah. Right. Uh, um. Any eateries? Any 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 other places you guys can think of that I might want to hit? Um. And report back on next week. Not geeky eateries, but all my like, f- all my people who frequent New York tell me that you should eat at a place called. <laughs> of course, now I'm drawing a blank. I had a Peter Luger. Peter Luger is a place to. Eat. Oh, the steak yeah. place. Yeah, that's on the yeah, list for so. sure. That's uh, that's out in Brooklyn too. I think that's on my my list of things to hit when I get out to Brooklyn. Well, check that out. Check that out, and uh, evidently the little roadside. I don't know if they'd be out in the winter, but like the the roadside food vendors are are pretty good. Again, this is all for people who go to New York and tell me these things. Yeah. Oh, I've eaten on the street a couple times already. I've gotten some like uh, some some kebabs and some uh, some shawarma meat and some good mm. you know some some good salad and 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 it's amazing. You can actually eat pretty uh pretty well on the street. You know, I don't I, I try to stay away from the carbs, and I've, I've been able to get like awesome meat and awesome salad like from just a little you know those little carts or whatever on the side of the uh, on the side of the road let me let me do an authenticity check how many times have you been called my friend by the vendors of different oh every time <laughs> over and over over and over yeah you, you know that you know that it's an authentic vendor from abroad you know a recent immigrant if they use my friend a lot so the, the, yes my friend yes this, my, my friend. friend where are you from italy my friend my friend where are you from lebanon my friend okay <laughs> as long as you say my friend i know you're legit yeah <laughs> oh man I don't know. Yeah, hit up that Nintendo World Store. You got if there's something unique and like uh, limited edition. Limited edition. Yeah, you know I'm down for it. So I will. Uh, I don't know if I need to wire you some money. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, you know what was actually kind of crazy was that at that Toy Tokyo place where I bought uh, my my robot lunchbox. Um, they had a whole like basement area, like downstairs area, and it was all like Funko. It was like sort of a semi museum, but also f- all Funko products, yeah. you know, like the, those pop yeah. up pop ups or whatever they call or they, they call them. And they had some pretty like limited edition shit in there. Like they've come out with some stuff that's like pretty amazing. Like, and it says like right on the box, like exclusive to Toy Tokyo. Uh, like n- no one else is Whoa. selling these, and there's only 750 of them. 
How big is that? Uh, place? And it's just like says like right on like like a not even just like a sticker someone slapped on there and drew on. It was like you know professionally produced. Like we've only made these for Toy Tokyo. There's only 250 of them. There's only 500. How of big them. is Toy Tokyo? Is it a pretty pretty big space or? It was a pretty for New York standards. It was a pretty big size. Yeah. It was like I'd say the size of AGS. Okay. Maybe even no, probably bigger than AGS. Um, just for those who are listening, um, or haven't been to AGS, it's probably I'd say what, maybe AGS is probably a thousand square feet, square feet, probably right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that that place is probably at least that and a half, so probably fifteen hundred square wow. feet. And the rents, and that was just the upstairs. And you went downstairs, and there was like another whole, you know, same size area downstairs. Um, so and that Funko like that stuff was cool, man. It was like, there was like this psychedelic colored, um, phasma. There was like all these different like droids, three PO R2, um, stormtroopers, uh, and they were all like limited edition. And like the coolest ones were like limited to like two fifty only. So only two fifty in the world. I mean, I don't know who can, you know, whether or not that means anything, but, um, you know, I can see someone wanting to go in there and, buy it because like they know that they've only got one of 250 of these things that were ever made that's pretty cool man i'm i'm impressed with new york as a uh geeky place to visit honestly based on what you're saying i kind of i kind of want to go brian you, you are you in are we going to the new york comic-con or what i've kind of always wanted to visit i'd like to spend a week there no interest in like you know being a new yorker and living there and but you know it'd be neat to drop by yeah. people nice can are the people nice to you so far? Surprisingly, they've been pretty cool. Like, I haven't had anyone, you know, be too, you know, I, there's just been some fools. Like, my Uber driver took me, I told him to take me, like, to 90, 91 Second Avenue. And he took me to 91st and Second Avenue, which was, like, on the opposite side of Manhattan. So, my Uber ride cost me, like, 50 bucks instead of, like, 15. He definitely called um, you my friend, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I got credited back. Like, you know, I think they only ended up charging me like $14 or whatever, but, um, and, uh, on the street, like everyone, you know, everyone's hustling and bustling, but no one's been real, you know, really shitty. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad you were made whole after that Uber adventure, but yeah. Uh, and, and people, and that people are generally nice. You know, it's a stereotype that everybody there's a jerk and I don't know. I've got nothing to base it on. I just. Most people I meet from there that, that I'm friends with seem okay. And my mom's originally from New York and she's, she's okay. I mean, I wouldn't say they were, I wouldn't say anyone's been super nice, but they definitely haven't been like, no one's been outwardly aggressive or shitty to me. So, I mean, not much, not, not much different from South Florida. Okay. Nobody's pushed you into traffic because you're okay. right. Nudge me on the subway. Oh man. Awesome. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied that we have a, a good feel for, both the Toy Fair and New York from a nerd geek's perspective. What about you, Brian? Any more questions? Mm, nope. Um, yeah, I mean, it's New York. I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, I guess if it would be anywhere, it'd be New York. But like, they definitely have a thriving geek culture, and they definitely um, are doing a lot, or people are doing a lot to sort of cultivate nice. it and make it grow even bigger. Um, the one thing I am kind of bummed that I missed was there was a. Uh, uh, there's this like nerd NYC website and, um, you can sort of figure out like a lot of nerdy things that are going on through that site. Um, they do a monthly game night 
Oh. Which is like sort of like a like oh, a yeah, meetup, you were gonna do that. Yeah, thing. I remember you mentioned that before before you left. Yeah, and it was on the night that I it was on the day that I got here. Um but I wasn't able to make it just because of the obligations that I had to uh to the you know to the toy fair. But uh um I would have liked to have done that. That was the only thing that I sort of wasn't able to do that I wanted to. And it was like like I said, it's once a month and it just so happened to be on one of the nights that you know, uh the first night I was here, uh, but I wasn't able to pull the trigger. But uh, yeah, never know. Maybe next time. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. I think it's a pretty. You're, you've got a pretty full itinerary, even without that. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and I'll, I'll probably run into the same people that would have been there anyway at these other places. More than likely. More than likely. So cool. I'm sold, Brian. You sold. We're we're, we're in. That's it. All right. Yep. Anything else, Cam? Before we uh, let you get back to the big city. No, man, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm about to go out after nice. this. It's a city that never sleeps. I got to go out and take a bite of the Big nice. Apple. I can't wait for you to get home and tell us how much better everything is in New York than down here. In- <laughs> I'm going to become a New Yorker now. I'm going to, you know, talk like this. and uh, Just hey, make sure you tell us how much better everything is in New York than Florida. And you have to pronounce it with a <laughs> Florida. Florida. <laughs> we- the water is, is so much better yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pizza in the bay was not the same. It's the water. Okay. It's the right. water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what we need. Another another damn New Yorker coming down here and ruining Florida. Yeah. Another transplant carpetbagger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. I think uh, with that said, we can make a move to end this episode. And I will start by saying, feel at liberty. <laughs> I see what you did. To listen to this show every week by subscribing to us on iTunes or checking us out on Stitcher. Your positive feedback is, of course, always appreciated. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circles, and join the Nerd Stravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Hop on the subway and ride on over to nerdstravaganza.com and check out all of our previous episodes, uh, audio and video. Uh, Jaywalk on over to Nerd Stravaganza. Well, Nerd Stravaganza on YouTube, our YouTube channel, Nerd Stravaganza. Check out this video, our previous videos, and all of our other premium video content. And send us an email and uh, do your best New Yorker impression uh, at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. Tell us how good it is in New York and how terrible it is in Florida. (laughs) Such feedback is appreciated. And uh, with all that said, Cam, give us your best New York accent send-off. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I actually did hear some woman say that. Are they real? That's real? That's a real yeah. thing? She, she didn't slam the car, but she was like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> and, she, and she was on a sidewalk all by herself. She just had to <laughs> blurt yeah, it out. Yeah, she was just staring blindly off into space. <laughs> no. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks for reporting in, and good night, Internet. <laughs>